0: talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just
1: whipped your ass. WAIT! Paul's the Moat
2: Divers! I am Broken Matt Hardy. And I would like to inform all of you out there in the Mook Divers about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence? Yes. It is
1: called
0: The Go Home Show. And it is hosted by Jordan and Nick. And they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant. Yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the Wrestling Multivers. Make sure to check them out. The Go Home Show.
1: As you will find it absolutely stupid and we're back with another episode of the go home show i'm jordan here with my boy nick
2: what is up guys we're starting the horror show podcast
1: (laughs) man this has been a very interesting week in the wrestling world so let's just hop into the news because there's a whole lot of it oh yeah so earlier this week in an interview at CBS Sports, Kevin Owens talked about a uh, possible return to NXT and how there had been plans of it for the past like six months or so. So around, around War Games, when he did come back to NXT, there was talks of him making that into a full run. And I guess it didn't end up coming together. But for, from what Kevin said himself, he basically said for a while there, it looked like he was going to go back to NXT full time. And he even talked about it with Vince and Triple H, and they had given it the okay. And he was, like, really excited about it, apparently. But I guess he said it's not fully off the table, so he said he would love to go back down there and build the brand more, make it more of a third brand. But as of now, it's not really in the plans. But I feel like that'd be really cool, because Adam Cole losing the belt kind of leaves him in a weird spot, I think. So if they do keep him on NXT, I think a program with Kevin Owens would be... Great.
2: <laughs> Together or
1: uh, a rivalry? Rivalry. I know they're I, pretty good friends. Yeah, they, they they're uh the OG Mount Rushmore.
2: <laughs> yeah I got the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the things I had to buy because I had to give. I won the jobber title and you won the the shirt.
1: I'm the real champ. <laughs>
2: Champ is here. Uh. but yeah I, I would love to see him <laughs> I love the love. Oh wait that's yeah that song. That's, <laughs> we're doing two different songs. Yeah. I was I was doing like a crappy John Cena, but yeah it definitely turned into the like ninety eight Armageddon yep. theme song. <laughs> I feel like they use that
1: theme, that song for like multiple different pay per view vignettes.
2: I'm surprised they didn't use it for Extreme Rules, the horror, horror show, show. <laughs> the go home horror show <laughs> But yeah, I, I would love to see him in NXT and plenty of new talent. Keith Lee and him would have a oh, yeah. five star match, I'm sure. And
1: him and Adam Cole, a little bit they did in War Games was awesome. And I just want to, I would yep. love to see them work a full match again. It's been years. I'm sure he would love to do it too.
2: That's what's best for business.
1: Exactly. So since it is best for business, I doubt it's going to happen because Vince is a, he's going to keep him up on the main roster and have him be the referee for Raymond Mysterio getting his eye pulled out of his head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so stupid.
1: <laughs> but there is some more big news that happened this week. So as some of you probably know, July 18th was the day that all of the uh, no compete clauses for everybody who got released on black Wednesday, the, the day that WWE released all the talent because of the, uh, the pandemic. And two of the major ones who got released, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. They uh they talked a little the good bit brothers, <laughs> the good brothers. They had a they in a, a live interview with Ryan Satin on their YouTube channel, and they have, they started off with them announcing that hey they have officially signed a two year deal with Impact Wrestling, which is awesome. We'll go into Impact heavily on this show also, but. Man, this was like a two hour interview and they talked about so much. Uh, they started off basically, they went in kind of like a chronological order. So they started off talking about how in October 2016 was the first time they wanted out of their deals, which is like very soon after they started with the company.
2: Yes, that's because they came in not long after AJ, right? How yeah, long AJ, after
1: AJ? AJ debuted 16 World Rumble. So that was January. And then, but it had to be like two. Maybe a month or two after them, after he debuted, that they were in there. I think.
2: Yeah, because they showed up on Raw and jumped somebody in some tag team match. Yeah. But I was think like it was the Usos or something. But
1: I'm pretty sure it was the damn, Usos. it was
2: odd, like what was that? A few months of being Just under not contract? even a full year. What the so
1: fuck? Carl basically said that there was an angle where he had a pumpkin on his head and got put through a table. And after the show, they were driving. He was like, "What the hell are we getting ourselves into, man? What are we doing?" Like.
2: He put a pumpkin on his head.
1: I don't remember that, but that I would be asking myself what I was doing too. See,
2: I don't remember specifically, but like, I feel like I have seen that. Yeah, like I think they were against the New Day. I could see that. That if that's what I'm remembering correctly, New Day put a pumpkin. Okay, yeah,
1: something (laughs) along those lines. So he said that was the first time he had really like looked himself in the mirror. Like, what am I doing here, man? He used the machine gun. He right. was in the G1 finals, and now he's got a pumpkin on his head. What <laughs> no, he's pumpkin head. What, what did Jericho call Kenny Omega? Pumpkin-headed dipshit.
2: <laughs> yeah, pumpkin-headed dipshit. with stupid haircut.
1: <laughs> That's what they were looking like going through a table, I guess. <laughs> so they also went on to say they kind of jumped forward here a little bit, and they went to, what was it, like late 2018, right before the announcement of AEW, they had a meeting with Kenny – I think it was with the Bucks first and they were telling them like running down the whole thing because WWE had a house show in California that day and the Bucks had just flown back from a new Japan run. So they met up at a mall set at the food court and the Bucks were basically telling them the whole rundown of what was happening with AEW. And for a good six months, the plan was for Anderson and Gallows to leave WWE when their contract ran up and join AEW. So, <laughs> this hurts me to speak of because like the yeah. like the thoughts of what could have happened. So they went and did it was so close to happening that they had angles already booked out for it. Damn. And so <laughs> their debut in AEW was supposed to be the main event segment of Dynamite. The first episode it was going to be the Bucks in the ring and candy after a, a three way or a six man tag. Anderson Gallows hit the ring after the match. Beat down the Bucks opponents. Two speed Kenny and the Bucks. Bucks and Kenny turn around to leave the ring. Good brothers leave him laying. And the first Damn. episode of Dynamite.
2: Damn! What the fuck?
1: <laughs> oh my god,
2: that'd so sick. Oh Jesus Christ, Dude. So what happened as far as they couldn't work out a deal, or?
1: Well, that's <laughs> that, that. gets. This is where Triple H comes into play. So.
2: Oh no. So this is the first. This is this is my first I know of the episode and their interview they did, and I caught a couple things on Twitter. But the majority of what you're saying is the first I'm hearing of any of this. this is yeah, insane.
1: I, I had to kayfabe you because I wanted your live reactions. <laughs> 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 so this is where Triple H comes into play, and the Good Brothers talk about how they had a, a meeting with, or they actually before this they had a meeting with Kenny Omega too after their meeting with the Bucks, and they were like. There was more of just, okay, we're going no matter what. They, he, Anderson said word for word. He told the Bucks, no matter what, we're coming. We're tired of the WWE. So the Bucks really, like, put everything behind gals and Anderson coming. They had, like, heavy plans. Right. Of, like, they were basically told them they were confirmed without signing a contract yet because their deal was still happening. So –
2: And they couldn't sign one because they're still under contract, right,
1: with WWE. Exactly. So two days before their meeting with Tony Khan, like, this wasn't the contract signing meeting, but, like, they had the meeting set with Tony Khan because it was the first time they were going to meet and just make sure all the vibes were right, I guess. So WWE had a uh, live event tour in Japan, and the last show of that tour, the main event, or I'm pretty sure the main event was Anderson and Gallows teaming with Triple H, And after the match, Triple H throws up a two suite and two suites him in the ring. And it was in uh, the the Sumo Hall in Japan, a place where Anderson and Gallows have a lot of memories. So both of them were saying how it was a very emotional night for them because they were so like they were obviously so unhappy with the company and being back in Japan at a place where they had so much memories was just making it like a really sentimental moment. So after the match, Triple H comes back to the back and it's like, hey, guys, uh." He basically told them, what do you want? What will get you to stay? And at that time, it was kind of like heavily known in the back that they were planning to go e- go to AEW. And this part, man, this is some evil stuff. <laughs>
0: Anderson, evil, not in a good way.
1: Yeah. Anderson says that Triple H looks at them and he goes, when I look at you guys, I see your kids. You got to do what's best for your family. Um, who knows what happen with AEW. But WWE will always be here. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that it, is it uh, that's that kind of rotten. That's real. Yeah, man. I don't. It's like the fact that he waited, the way they like it. Really, they made it seem like where he really like caught them at a vulnerable point because they had opened up to him and explained how unhappy they were there, and. Anderson said that at that point, it didn't really feel like a boss, like a boss, like situation where they were talking to their boss. They were talking to like as more of a, uh, like a confidant. So they, yeah. they opened up and it seemed like he used that to get them to sign again. And Damn. they signed that night.
2: <laughs> Fuck. Yep. They weren't talking money. Were they talking money? Uh, oh, yeah. Money
1: Money was... That was, a, like, the, a big thing in it, too. That's why he was saying, think of your family, because they offered them, like, big money. Damn. So...
2: More than, obviously, AEW is offering. Yeah. Or, and, they, or they wouldn't have taken it.
1: And it was a five-year deal com- compared to AEW's two-year deal with a uh, year, uh, like, another... Like, an added year if they wanted, basically. Gotcha. So they... He, they were Vince and Triple H were using the whole think of your family thing and a few months ago
2: those men have a family
1: they weren't thinking of their families at all when they released them so yep definitely yeah. not that really goes to show <laughs> a lot about their and I, actually Maria Canellas and Mike Canellas were tweeting earlier like last night I think about how they were saying the same things to them think of your family do what's best for your family all this stuff and <laughs> and then you let them go. It just seems like a really, like shitty tactic to say, "Think of your family." When months later you release them in the middle of a pandemic, but right. before you were claiming to care about their family, that that
2: and it's just rotten. That's it's like so faceless corporation style exactly. tactic, you know. And
1: like, a multi-billion-dollar company like WWE, how can they? They, they can't stand to lose a bit of money, but
2: Vince it, like McMahon got, apparently got richer during the pandemic. Because like, he's the only sports going on is wrestling. Exactly. And, he has, and he's in bed with the governor of Florida, so they worked out to where it was uh, essential that WWE stay on the air. But, I mean, I could say the same thing about AEW, but AEW is not a fucking, of course, Tony Khan's. Is it Tony Khan or Tony Khan's dad that's a billionaire?
1: Um, I think both of them at this point, because Tony Khan like runs follow mini and he runs the Jaguars. So,
2: yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's Tony, weird.
1: Tony Khan seems like a more real person. Vince McMahon seems like
2: yeah, he seems a little bit more down to earth and in touch with what's going on real instead of being yeah. <laughs> a in real life. Yeah, corporation and the bottom dollar.
1: Exactly, but man, that it, it doesn't end there. So. Not only were they in talks with AEW, but they also had their AEW contract worked out where they could work New Japan also.
0: Damn.
1: And they were also close enough with New Japan in their talks to signing that they had a full angle booked out to where wait for this one. Oh <laughs> so no. At one of the shows, Carl Anderson was gonna return and attack John Moxley. And it was gonna lead <laughs> to Wrestle Kingdom. For the uh, IWGP US title, John Moxley versus Carl Anderson, and then Gallows was going to return and help Carl Carl An- Anderson win the belt
0: at the Damn.
1: Tokyo Dome, Wrestle Kingdom.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> See, that's a bummer for us, but you know that's such a b- much more of a bummer for them. Oh yeah, they could have been.
1: They hated it. Like they, th- this interview, they were so like obviously like showing a lot of remorse and like realizing that they made the wrong decision. Like they basically came out and said, yeah, we made the wrong decision. We thought we were thinking about the bunny and we regret that 100%. (laughs) So
2: do you, so what ended up happening with AEW? They obviously were like, we don't want to do business anymore.
1: So the bucks and the good brothers are on good terms now for a while after they, (laughs) they, there was a lot of heat there because first, if you're, if you're going to tell somebody for six months that you're coming and then two days before you meet with the head of the company, you bail on it. That's, that's not a good right. look.
2: <laughs> Definitely not. That's not good business. For so sure. there is
1: a, there is a lot of, uh, heat there. Dave Meltzer reported that AEW didn't even offer them a contract this time around.
2: Well, I don't blame them.
1: Yeah. I, you can't, I can't see how, how can you count on somebody after they like basically lead you along for six months and then,
2: Right, sign somewhere else. <laughs> and you were—they were supposed to be a vital part of their show too, on yeah. the opening night. Opening night of the first TV show
1: and main event segment—it's wow. crazy, man. Like
2: that's fucking nuts.
1: So a and Rocky Romero was on the the podcast too, and <laughs> he said that the Bucks texted him. <laughs> it was, I think it was Nick Jackson he texted him said, "What the hell are they doing? These guys fucked us." Right, it's like So there was like real heat there. <laughs> they oh, I'm it, right? sure. Because
2: yeah, they have to worry about their families t- too, obviously. Exactly. And they're taking more of a chance than... You know, they had a cushion to fall back on. Gals yeah. and Anderson, they had the WWE cushion that they obviously did fall back on the books. You know how much of a chance they were taking
0: yeah,
1: with
2: definitely. Cody starting up fucking AEW.
1: And basically, like, like the way that... Anderson and Gals explained is that the Bucks really put their necks on the line. Like basically like they were the ones saying, Oh yeah, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They told us they're coming. 100, right. No matter what. And it kind of made the Bucks look stupid when,
2: yeah, I was going to say it made him look bad too.
1: Yeah. This it's, it's just a crazy scenario.
2: So and how did they end up getting snagging the deal with uh, impact?
1: So impact had also um, offered a contract at the same time, AEW and new Japan did. And they okay. just didn't accept it then. But apparently Impact just offered the same exact contract as before, which is c- crazy. Like, this is what I'm thinking about this. WWE has to release so many wrestlers during a pandemic. They're a multibillion-dollar company. But a small company like Impact can sign Gallows and t- into a deal that they offered pre-pandemic, which is obviously you would expect to be more money. So, like, yeah they offered them the full contract as they did before full amount of money. And they also signed multiple other people during the pandemic. But WWE is doing nothing but releasing people like,
2: yeah. And making money. Checking. I don't know what impacts financials are looking like, but it obviously get really, money from
1: somewhere. It doesn't really add up how a multi-billion dollar company has to make cuts, but a smaller company has money to sign people. Like it just,
2: I always, I'll always attribute shit like this going back to and obviously it's probably not something that's i don't know something good to look back on or anything like that it's obviously a dark time in, in WWF but when shit like this always happens i always go back to Vince McMahon let a wrestler die on pay-per-view and kept the show going yep like it's just evil like this shit's evil like i don't th- i don't think Vince is necessarily evil but i think like the way he thinks and the way he does business is evil. Yeah.
1: He takes the human aspect out of it. I feel like a lot of the 100%. time and free and thinks sees them as only people on his, not mean, people on the show, th- like parts, elements of the show, not as people themselves. It seems like a lot of the time. And next man, they went into the whole speaking events. They went into the whole Saudi Arabia incident. And they basically confirmed what everybody's reports were—that they had heard that it was a sort of a hostage situation thing, where it was true that Vince cut the feed in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) They heard it over people. They had somebody from production straight up tell them they heard it in their headsets that that happened. So
2: (laughs) what the fuck? It
1: wasn't a mechanical error, and if it was a mechanical error, it was something where they, the Saudi like government purposely made a mechanical error so they couldn't leave.
2: Damn.
1: So it it was for sure like a power struggle thing between Vince and the prince.
2: So what ended what ended up happening uh that basically released everyone? They talked it out or something they didn't, or
1: I guess so get, they didn't really know cuz Anderson and gallows were stuck there with like everybody else so they don't like they said we never will really know the truth because we just know what we heard from people who heard it in their headsets and what we saw from our experience. And what were they saying
2: in the headsets? Like cut it?
1: No, they heard in the headsets that Vince cut it. And like, they, that's where they, they were like, they started scrambling because they thought it was something on them, but he was saying like, they heard that Vince cut the feeds and that that's what Anderson Gallows got told from the guy who was wearing the headset.
2: (laughs) And nobody ever explained anything when they got back? Like,
1: Nope. (laughs) There was one funny thing. He said, uh, Gallows said that Michael Hayes walked up to him, <laughs> and Anderson and uh, Gallows asked him, "Are we like hostages?" And Hayes goes, "I oh, don't." Walked away.
2: <laughs> do do do.
1: <laughs> well, that was funny. <laughs>
2: Free birds flying. bro. Freebirds don't care.
1: It's true. Speaking of somebody who don't care, they they uh, they shot on Paul Heyman a lot here too. They definitely were burying Damn. him. So Paul Heyman, obviously at this, at the point where all the releases happened happened was the uh, head of raw and Gallows and Anderson talked about the day that they got released. They saw the whole, the video from Vince explaining that there will be some releases and all this blah, 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 blah. The thing he sent to like every talent just to let them know what was going to happen before it happened. And <laughs> And Anderson's like, he was just sitting on his couch f- Feeding his kid or something And he saw these videos like, oh wow, that's crazy And he looked at his wife and goes, goes um, We're good though, like We're just in the main event of WrestleMania We're good oh, no. And then he gets a call from Mark Carano Who's the head of talent relations And he said, he picks up the phone and he goes No way Me? And Mark's like, yeah man, I'm sorry All this And they both said that Mark was really like polite about it and very ap- apologetic yeah. but <laughs> Gallows Anderson said like Gallows tell him what you said when you picked up the phone <laughs> and <laughs> Gallows picks up the phone he goes oh hey buddy and Carano says oh I just got up the phone with the tag part and he goes for what <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Gallows is like oh there's no way we are releasing us and then uh, Carano basically tells him what's happening he's like are you kidding me man <laughs> like pissed and It's just crazy, but the Paul Heyman aspect of the story comes where basically AJ Styles hears from somebody that Paul Heyman was the one who basically told Vince to put the Good Brothers on the list of people being fired. Really? And AJ confronts Paul, and he goes, oh, no, you have my word. I would never do that. And if I I did do that, I would be straight up with you. So AJ... Doesn't really believe him, so he goes to Vince and asks Vince. Vince, tell me straight up right now, was it Paul? And Vince goes, "Yes."
2: Damn! What the fuck? Why would why why Paul? Why? (laughs) Why? I don't know, man. And
1: and that's why AJ Styles has been shooting on Paul Heyman so much recently. He was basically calling him a bold faced liar and all this stuff, and he was basically the reason that AJ isn't on Raw anymore.
2: Damn.
1: That's because AJ said he wouldn't work with them.
2: Holy shit.
1: Because he did that to his two close friends because the way Anderson and Gallows say it is that AJ feels responsible because he's the one who convinced them to come work for the WWE because originally when AJ got offered the contract, they were also in talks with uh, Impact to go there the first time. Like when they first left Mm -hmm. New Japan, they were going to go to Impact. But... AJ is like, oh WWE has interest in me. Oh, now they have interest in you two. Come with me. And basically AJ feels responsible because he brought them in just for them to be and when they re signed, AJ was like a heavy factor trying to get them to stay there too, apparently. And he just feels responsible and which is just, just crazy, man. He's like
2: I wonder why he went out of his way to like put them on the list. They just made the list.
1: It's I don't know, man. It's doesn't make any sense to me. Wow. Like, <laughs> mm. It just weren't Paul Heyman, guys. What basically Anderson said it came down yeah. to. Yeah.
2: And we talked about this before we started recording that FTR was on Cornette's podcast and they pretty much buried Heyman, too. I mean, they kind of buried Bruce Pritchard, but definitely more Heyman. They were like, if somebody lied to us, it was definitely Heyman more than Bruce Pritchard. Bruce was pretty much a straight shooter.
1: Yeah. It's crazy, man. I, I can't believe it. Like that's just evil. Because Vince said himself, he told AJ, "Yeah, they weren't on my wrist, my list originally, but Heyman said to put them on."
2: Unbelievable. So that's that's one of the the disav- like I don't say disadvantage. That's one of the negatives of among many of there not being a live crowd. Because once all this shit came out, I guarantee you there would be some like. Heyman screwed, uh, you know, Gals and Anderson yeah. signs or just like when Matt Hardy and Lita and edge, yeah. that whole thing was going yeah. on it people. Yeah. Man. People were chanting and they pretty much demanded that they bring back Matt Hardy. And they did eventually. I think it'd be that, I think that would yeah. be one of those things if we had a live crowd.
1: Well, again, Anderson and Gallo said they're never coming back ever, no matter what. So I don't they, blame them. <laughs> WWE made their mistake, and I don't blame them at all, especially after what happened this weekend. So that being said, let's wrap up the news segment and hop into Raw so we can get to start talking about some wrestling. So <laughs> Raw opened up at the VIP lounge with Dolph Ziggler. Tom Phillips basically reveals, reveals that Ziggler is not going to announce the stipulation for the uh, match at McIntyre on today without – or before the show which I think we should talk about later on I got some guesses to see what that's going to be but we'll we'll throw that in the, partic- the prediction segment <laughs> but basically McIntyre comes out interrupts Ziggler because is basically saying McIntyre would never have the uh, success he had without McIntyre because Dolph claims to have brought Drew back into the WWE which ain't going down <laughs> that way but. <laughs> but McIntyre basically interrupts smacks him with a Glasgow kiss headbutt and then he just dips he's like all right see you see so you on Sunday Dolph Ziggler,
2: I'll see you Sunday and I'll be doing you for that that was actually a Thank really you. good impression
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so next we had Los Inglomerate de WWE Andrade and Angel Garza against the Viking Raiders <laughs> what was that song they did in the car Viking Raiders that segment they did it was like we he's he like eating a chicken or a turkey leg in the car
2: uh you remember? Is, was this on it was. like the uh, road trip show they had
1: no it was it was on raw they were in like the car driving and they were just kept saying random words and going Viking Raiders <laughs> <It> was, <weird>. <laughs> was, <laughs> it was that weird. the
2: four week uh thing they did with Street Profits
1: I think it was like right before that when they oh, started doing okay. being so a comedy team. I blacked team, out most of that. is
2: in my memory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crazy how mo- any team besides like Andrew Garza and Andrade in WWE is ca- a comedy team now.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah.
1: Besides Nakamura and Cesaro, but.
2: They're obviously not, they don't take either one of them all. seriously anymore. They haven't for a while.
1: Ex- exactly. So I don't know. <laughs> Tag Team Wrestling's a joke in WWE, apparently, but in a little bit, we're going to talk about some great Tag Team Wrestling, yes. so it's okay. But this match was good. The Heels had the early advantage, LIWWE. They ended up pinning Eric and eliminating him, which left Ivar to fight for himself. But Ivars, he, he's the one who everybody thinks is cute, if you remember for those segments. So I don't know what that's going to help him do against LIWE yeah. here. But I don't know if that's going to help him,
2: Period. <laughs>
1: period. <laughs> So (laughs) he ends up eliminating Andrade. But after some interference, Andrade helps Garza pick up the win, which it was a fun match. Nothing to write home about, but. Yeah, solid
2: filler, I guess. Opening shit, kind of. Yeah, exactly.
1: Next is something that I thought did stand out. So the iconics are basically saying how Ruby Riot has no friends, so she can't find a tag partner. And uh, she found one the EST. Of WWE, <laughs> the Bianca Belair is back finally. I don't know where she's been. Yeah, I don't at. know if she was injured
2: or something, it, but
1: yeah, nope, probably not out. They probably just probably, <laughs> which is crazy. So Bianca Belair comes out as the tag partner for Ruby Riot in the match against the Iconics. It, the the whole match basically was built around Ruby Riot being isolated, building up for Bianca's hot tag, and when she when she hits the hot tag, she comes out clears house as of course you think she would, and basically the finish comes where uh, Billy K goes for her shades of K finisher, and Bianca dodges that, hits the K.O.D. Yep. one two three. That's all. It, that's all it is. And finally, finally, Ruby Riot wins a match <laughs> after about thirty-seven weeks. She just needed a hot tag. <laughs> exactly. It's great to see Bianca back on TV, man. She. She's a star and they better start using her as 100%. one because like she's for sure I think she's probably top five athletes period in the I WWE. mean, when's the
2: last time you seen a female wrestler body press over their head another wrestler? You know, yeah. China?
1: It, Beth Phoenix. Did you, ever, did you see Nigac. Uh, yeah. Did you see the uh the um the combine thing they did in AST a while ago?
2: Mm-mm.
1: It was like a like like a draft combine thing where they were doing like workouts and showing who was like the most athletic and Bianca Belair was. Yeah. She won. And she,
2: I mean, she looks in shape, but like, she just does shit. And it's like, she didn't even look like she should be able to do that.
1: It's, it's ridiculous. Like, bro, how how athletic is that household? Bianca at Montes oh, yeah. Ford. That's those kids about to come out doing <laughs> 630s immediately, bench pressing 350 by the age of five. Ass, uh,
2: ponytail, too.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's yeah, crazy, she, man. If I'm she really didn't good. show
2: at the Royal Rumble that she can go in NXT, obviously, but definitely the Royal Rumble, Yes, yeah, that's man. where Vince is probably paying attention. Had the most eliminations,
1: her and Brock. So Give her the bell. Man, it's good to see her back. And they did two returns back-to-back. So <laughs> Next, ahead of his uh, match with Randy Orton, R-Truth agrees to a, a, a 24-7 championship match with Akira Sozawa. And Tozawa has his three ninjas with him. (laughs) But before they can do anything, the Queen of Spades is back. She makes her first Raw appearance since, what, May? Yeah, at least. Like two months? At least. And (laughs) she just kills the ninjas, basically. (laughs) The ninja jobbers. (laughs) She just stares down truth. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if you noticed this, but I think one of those – or I don't know if it was this week or somewhere else – but I'm pretty sure one of the ninjas was Malcolm Really? Bivin, which is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he has those, like, distinct big yeah. eyes. <laughs> like, I saw him through the mask. I was like, there's no way they got Malcolm Bivens being in it. You a to ninja. tweet at
2: him, he'd probably <laughs> respond.
1: I got to. We got to do it from the Go Home show. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Malcolm Bivens. Why do you think they were the both gone, Bianca
2: and uh, Shayna Baszler? Do you think it's a COVID-related thing or – I mean, now nah, they're all in Florida. Oh yeah, they all do. Yeah, they do all live there. But well, I don't know if it was up to like, because so, like Sami Zayn and Owens. Yeah, they that's chose possible. To but stay. That could,
1: that could be it. True. I don't know. Hopefully, it's something where they. Uh, hopefully, it's right. that. And that that just they didn't exactly like a family
2: member might be. They're sick both or so something. talented.
1: Yeah, exactly. So after she lays everybody out, she cuts a, a promo on the women's division, saying that they. They're gonna get a reality check and I am that oh, God damn <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty good. So next Seth comes, uh, going from a good promo to what I thought was a terrible <laughs> promo. Seth Rollins comes out he goes, I for, eye. "I for an eye. I for an eye. I for an eye.
0: I for an eye I for
1: an eye. I for an eye. I for an eye. What does that mean? You know what that means? I for an eye. He just kept repeating. I was like, what is this man talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Pissing me off. I don't know what Dude, he was saying. They gave him the worst.
2: He's got to be just like over this say. whole angle. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you could only do so much with what you're given, man. And this promo sucked. because <laughs> an eye for an eye, I hate to keep saying it, but this style of match, AEW already did and did better.
1: Yeah, and they didn't even. It wasn't even like an eye right. for an eye match. It, it was just th- like they he'd already exactly. taken his eye out. So they're just like, we both got iPads. Yep. His eye for an eye. Let's it's go. It's like a like, figure. Not a speech, going. but it's
2: like, it's an eye for an eye. It's a revenge yeah, like match. The, not literally. You pull my eye yeah. out of the fucking socket. What the
1: exactly? Fuck? Exactly. I don't. I don't know, man. So he cuts the promo. So then Kevin Owens interrupts and saves the segment because Kevin Owens rules. And Seth Rollins rules, too. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you can only do so much Yeah, he,
2: Yeah, he's trying to make chicken salad <laughs> they, out of chicken shit.
1: Yeah, when they tell you to go out, go out there and say an I-4 nine seventeen times in a row, what can yeah, you like do? Yeah, like Roman
2: Reigns, they made him say nursery rhymes. It's like, just give me the so, shovel. I'll like, bury myself. <laughs> say what? Suffering That's suckatash. what it was. That's what, That's they made what it was, him say. yeah. That's
1: terrible. Speaking of Roman Reigns, you see that picture mm-hmm. he posted? Man, is yolk he's looking big, bro. I have to send it to you at the episode. He's looking crazy.
2: And if there was a lot, li- that's another thing. He's if there's a live out. crowd, I think Roman coming back, I think he'd be over.
1: I think so, too. Especially if he needs to come back no vest. Yeah. Because he's looking like, you thought he was Jack before? No, he looks like he gained like 13, 30 pounds of mil- Damn. muscle. He looks, he looks insane right I won't now. Let, I can't
2: I won't let Maybe my girlfriend watch when he comes back then. <laughs>
1: Well yeah, so KO comes out, interrupts, and they basically have a back and forth. Then Murphy comes out to attack. Alistair Black comes out, says, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, it ain't gonna go down that way." So it leads to a match between Murphy and Alistair, which it's always of course is good. great. I'll never get sick of it. We've—I feel like we've said that so I many feel times like we've seen this, this
2: match probably four or five times.
1: Yeah, they need to stop this angle. It's going like I love the matches; they're yeah. good together. But like, it's kind of like an oversaturation thing at this yeah. point. Yeah. Cause this angle's been going on between Seth and Ray for what it, three, at four least?
2: Months? They're milking this. It Was the
1: first? Pretty sure that's the first thing they
2: did after Mania. I believe didn't. so. Yeah, because he ended because he <laughs> ended the feud with Owens at Mania, yeah. and then yeah, he came back and he and then Becky he got pregnant and be. he did the shit with Ray. No, no, he came back. Becky got pregnant. Ray said something to him like, "Oh, you're gonna be a good dad" or something. And then he snapped.
1: Yep, yeah. From there, which was what does that, that was Money in the Bank? Yep. So February, wow. Wait, well, no, not February. When was that? Like it had, it had to be, be May. May yeah. Yes, May. Because yes, because Shayna Baszler was on Money in the Bank, and the last time she was on TV was May. So wow, that's nuts. Uh, it's been a long, like it's been a very long feud, and it has not been
2: as a professional. I don't
1: know. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the match was good. Seth ends up causing a DQ after breaking up a pin because he didn't want Buddy to lose, I guess, which is, all right, keep your disciples safe. <laughs> so that leads to the match, which is scheduled, which was Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Kale K- K- was, t- like, his smack talk during this match was hilarious. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I forgot what he what Rollins was doing. He said, where are you going,
0: dumbass? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, wow. <laughs> Kevin Owens. Googles, yeah, he was the high point of uh, of this whole segment, really.
1: Yeah, definitely. But the match is fine. It was actually, like, for the amount of time they had, they did a lot of really cool stuff. There was, like, a – I forget what he was going for, but there was a, just a really cool sequence where there was, like, three reversals back-to-back, and it led to a year in Nagi, I think, or something. It was a really cool – sec. like, there was a lot of really cool back-and-forth here. But and KO ended up winning with the Stone Cold yeah. Stunner, the KO Stunner, <laughs> the Steen Stunner,
2: <laughs> the Steen Stunner. I like that.
1: Yes, sir. Bring him back. <laughs> but after the match, Ray basically says that he's going to take his eye, take Seth's eye out on Sunday. So Stupid. cool. <laughs> so after that, they got the Big Show and Ric Flair talking oh, back. No, that's cool. No, nah, it was a, they had it was kind of like a. Flair was basically saying, I've known you for so long, blah, 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 blah. I fought all these big men. Brody, Vader,
2: it's time.
1: Um, shout out yeah. to Vader. Shout out to Brody. <laughs> Rest in peace to both. Shout out to Brody, too. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace to both. But he's basically saying, yeah, I wrestled a lot of big men, but you're the best
2: athlete I've ever seen. <laughs> and I don't want to see you get killed by Randy Orton, basically. <laughs> Didn't they wrestle each other in like 2006 for the ECW title or something weird like that?
1: They probably wrestled in WCW when he was the That giant. too,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's known him for years, so I guess it makes sense history-wise. Yeah. But he basically tries to talk Orton out of the match Sunday, or t- talk show out of the match with Orton on Sunday. And Big Show goes, I'm too smart for that, Rick. I know you're the dirtiest player in the game. I see right through your tricks. Well... Every big show <laughs> promo needs to end with, well, as
2: he's but walking his, away. His, like saying, oh, like he just says, in it. he starts singing it himself.
1: That, that's his <laughs> woo. Instead of Rick Flair going, woo, he, well, he's got weird on. Rick Flair
2: has a woo off, like a woo off, like he did with, well,
1: woo, <laughs> well, woo. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see the, the, the uh, Jay Lethal yes, Ric Flair woo off? He, he
2: says, okay. yeah. <laughs> he goes, you can't do me. He goes, I'm cutting you off right there. <laughs> Even is the best Ric Flair, hands down. Yes, <laughs> straight up. He dropped a so knee on his coat. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in wrestling, 100%. honestly. It's so good. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Man, there's going to be a lot of TNA talk on this show. Impact yeah, man, TNA. Man. Give it all to me. So next, Randy Orton basically cuts a promo saying he's the legend killer again. That's it. And then he goes out and kills a legend, R-Truth. Hits him with RKO. Wins really fast.
2: There you hey. go, 24-7 champ.
1: Arch. Yeah, is Orton a 24-7 it champ should now? Should be. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, that's, uh, I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, if he can get rolled up in the back and you win the championship, why wouldn't he be the champion after that?
2: I don't know. I have no idea.
1: It was an unsanctioned yeah. match. Orton
2: doesn't even <laughs> want it. He's like, nah, you keep the, keep the belt.
1: <laughs> so next we had a uh, Lashley... In MVP promo backstage that led into Ricochet versus Lashley, which was a decent match. Ricochet selling his ass off for Lashley mm-hmm. again. Of course. And Lashley puts on the the master lock, and that was it. That's it. That's all it takes. So where's Apollo Crews? Like, I feel like the last few ma- weeks have been matches with Apollo or um, Apollo not involved. It's just been MVP and Lashley. Yeah. He's been having like little promo segments here and there, but they've like, been hinting at him joining, wrestled right? Wrestled a while.
2: They've been kind of hinting at Apollo Crews joining up with them, right?
1: Oh yeah, I mean the the match on the pay per view is Apollo versus MVP, so
2: who knows? Hmm. We'll see. So do you think who do you th- Well, we'll get into that later, I guess. <laughs> Predictions.
1: Yeah, we'll see you. You uh, go up and smoke. I will retain the job title. <laughs> So the main event of this show was Sasha and Bailey against the Kabuki Warriors. This match ruled, mm-hmm. honestly. They they gave them a lot of time. It was probably the best Raw main event in a while. I texted you after after it happened. Like, man, that yeah, was, was awesome. great.
2: This was definitely uh, where it needed to be.
1: Yeah, and Sasha ended up getting the win with a a nasty bank statement. She was cranking it <laughs> like she was. She had that one in pretty pretty snug, but I'm pretty excited for both of these matches at the pay per view. Bailey and uh. Nikki Cross and then Sasha and Asuka, I think it'd be mm-hmm. pretty good. They got they set up for some good women's world uh, title matches at the horror <laughs> show. <laughs> so let's move on to Tuesday night impact wrestling, which this was the uh, go home show for Slammiversary. And man, Slammiversary was a very fun song, very excited to talk about that. But first, let's talk about it, some Tuesday night impact. So it started off with a Ta- eight woman tag match which saw Jessica Havoc, Novea, Alicia Edwards. Ten woman tag match actually. Susie and Kylie Ray defeat Kimberly, Kiara Hogan, Tasha Steele, Rosemary, and Taya Valkyrie. Um I said that backwards, the other team won. Susie got the win after um No, I was right, never mind. <laughs> I was right. Second guess myself. Susie got the win after hitting the uh the panic switch, which was um sue young's finisher so after she hit the hit it got the win she started like glitching out freaking out like oh my god <laughs> she has like flashbacks to being sue young i guess <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh well, there you go this is pretty much a gauntlet match for the pay-per-view right but they just split yeah up.
1: but it's like in tag yeah. team form yeah so next they had xxxl ac romero and larry d they lost to the deaners cousin jake What's his name again?
2: Something
1: and Cody Deaner. It was a fun match, decent little hoss fight. Slap beat. I can't wait. For... <laughs> exactly, big meaty man. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, Jake Something to get a uh, Impact singles run because man, he's gonna take off. He rules. He's very T- that. There's no like. He can promo too. They I don't think they really let him and haven't really let him shine in that segment. But like. We've both seen yep. he can promo, he can go in the ring, put on great matches. He's not just a big dude; he can yep. move. I say let him so. go,
2: go let him loose in X division, you know. Oh, I don't know if he. What are the requirements for X division? Is it like a cruiserweight thing? Is it just like? A-
1: There's no weight oh, limits. There's no shit. limits. It's not about weight limits. It's about and the X stands limits.
2: for extreme. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I mean Samoa Joe was the Exhibition Champion. That's so. true, yeah. So after the match, XXL shows a little bit of heel. They uh, attack after the match, leaving uh the deaners laying. AC Romero heels her Ooh, there.
2: AC baby. He don't want to lose <laughs> a love He didn't want to lose that match. <laughs> <Tonight>. <laughs>
1: he didn't, but he did. Damn. <laughs> so next there was the uh contract signing for the women's or the knockouts championship match. Jordan Grace and Diana Perrazu. So basically they're just going back and forth. Jaw jacket basically. And it ends with Jordan slamming the virtuoso's face oh. to the table. Classic uh, contract signing in wrestling. Typical. And Yeah, exactly. So the next match saw, the, I guess this is the main event. Technically, Tommy Dreamer and Crazy Steve with two Z's, of course. Of course. So you know he's crazy. <laughs> they, they defeated Moose and Rohit Raju. Uh, crazy Steve hit Raju with a uh, top rope DDT for the finish, which is kind cool, cool. Good, good little DDT. And the end of the show saw a hype video showing two, a contract being signed and sent to Scott Damore, which I can only assume... Was the Good Brothers, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's the the surprise from the main event, which was uh insane, if you if you could say. He was a uh, definitely a a maniac. So let's hop into uh, AEW Fire for the Fallen. So it <laughs> it opened up with Jr. calling it the wrong name of the show. <laughs> he calls it Fighter Fest <laughs> Two for like three times. I don't know what this man's talking about. <laughs> it's Ross time. He says, Welcome to AEW. This is Fighter Fast Part
2: Two. And I'm like, What?
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> like, Wait, that do I have the wrong one? Big Fight for the fallen graphic on the screen. Like, what is this man talking about?
2: I'm sure whoever's in the back, you know, JR is the voice of my generation's wrestling for sure, I would say. Yeah, definitely. But there had to be somebody in the back just like, oh my God. Yep. <laughs> just like shaking their head, like, fuck, man, it's right there in front of you. Exactly.
1: And it was the first thing you said on the show and the last thing. Which, like, bro, <laughs> I
2: two, did not catch
1: that. Two hours of the show where you can't, you can't figure it out yet. <laughs> Come on, oh, man. Oh, fuck.
2: We're live, man. pal. <laughs> we are. They were live, pal.
1: <laughs> so the first match on the show was Sunny Kiss and Cody for the TAT title. I loved it, man. I thought it was a great way to start the show. Sonny Kiss has improved so much in the past uh, year. He he looked really good in this match. He he came out with the uh, Jacksonville, uh, the, what was it, the Roar of the Jaguars, their cheerleaders. Yeah. Had, he was better than them. Yeah, he was he was going crazy with the dance.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it doesn't work out in AEW, shit. Yeah, Might right. as well try out to be a... You know, cheerleader in the NFL. Yeah, he's, right. He he he's better than them. He was hitting the dance. He had it smooth. Uh, I wonder how long he
1: he had to take to learn that, because he he had, he definitely looked tighter on it than they were. Definitely. Shout out to Sunny, man. This match was awesome. It was for sure easily his best match in AEW. But this. Yeah.
2: I don't have anything compared to you, honestly.
1: Yeah, he he'd been on dark a lot, and I think he was on Fight for the Fallen last
2: year's pre-show maybe. I think so. I think he was in a rum. Well, it was in a, some, the last time I saw him was, he was taken, remind me of what show this was. Tommy dreamer and him. And dreamer was taken the butt bombs to the head. Um, that was that, been all out.
1: Uh, what was that? I don't know. I know what you're talking about though. That might've been double. or Nothing, Yeah. First one.
2: I believe I believe you're right. Yeah. It was one of those ja, you know, Jabba Royales or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But but that was the last time I saw him active. And I know he's been on Dark, and I know he's getting the segment with Janella. Oh, yeah. He's in a team with him.
1: This is the first match where he really got to showcase what he could do, and I think he looked really good here. Yeah, he shined. Cody was really working heel at the beginning of this match. Or...
2: I was going to say, yeah. He, and they showed it uh, Tully out in the crowd. Yep.
1: Throw up the force yes sir there's a, there's a
2: lot of, they're they're really heavily hinted at
1: that man i i i called that like a long time ago now i'm waiting for it yep. to come true
2: <laughs> yeah you called that many months ago
1: so i'm excited but this match was awesome cody really uh he started off immediately with the punt kick like not not even like the bell rang and he immediately attacked no handshake no nothing yep he gets frustrated. no respect. yeah he gets frustrated at one point takes off the turnbuckle pad he Orange like, what are you doing? You're getting too aggressive. Relax, you're going to lose. Uh, Sunny ended up reversing the turnbuckle, or the attempt to hit him into- with the turnbuckle pad. So Cody eats the turnbuckle pad. Sonny hits a crossroads, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> Sonny hits a pretty good 450 in this match, too. Which he, Yes, he does. He has, a, he has a really good 450, honestly.
2: Um, yeah, he can go.
1: But the finish of this match saw... Cody winning with the crossroads, of course, but like I said, Sonny really shone through here. It was a really good performance, and I'm glad he got the shot to get on one of the big shows on Dynamite a chance for the title.
2: And it was, and Cody ended up ending it on more of a baby face. Yeah, he like, I guess,
1: did the whole handshake deal and everything.
2: Yeah, I I didn't understand that. Maybe he was just like showing that he is going to turn heel a little bit and then bringing it back to. Babyface, I I don't know. Yeah, it was a great match though.
1: Yeah, it was point. a great match. Speaking of what I thought was a really good match, the Lucha Bros and FTR ended up having their match next. <laughs> they ended up coming out again in the uh, the FTR truck, Lucha Bros, <laughs> and they also and
2: Jr says, "How do the authorities not know about this?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, they had Butchering the blade with them driving the car, so they so they I think they might be going with a five way stable lucha bros butchering the blade and when pat comes back that's like a perfect- i don't know because he,
2: he kept doing this phoenix kept doing like a try i'm sorry Look, if it was triangle it's a, yeah like triangle. A triangle symbol
1: triangulo de la muerte yeah let's go pentagono de la muerte oh God
2: damn there you go
1: that's a real that's a good dark stable right there that's some scary dudes
2: <laughs> yeah definitely
1: I'm taking, all right, let's take a, make a bet. How many pounds of muscle do you think pack has gained in this quarantine? This man's about to he looked crazy before he's about to come back looking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's about you to come back know. looking crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's about to have, at least
2: yeah. he's got muscle. At least he's got muscles and a good body. Cause of that face. Yeah. He's something else. That's not what a mama could love. He's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a bastard's It's fitting.
1: But yeah, I think that'd be a cool way to go with it. If they do go down that direction. But
2: yeah, I I don't understand why the butcher and the blade has gone like they whitewashed their clothes. You know what I mean?
1: Butchers wear white.
2: That's true, that's true. But if you're in a triangle, if you're in a pentagram of death or pentagon of death, you should wear all black.
1: They wear black in the ring, but it's their casual gear where they rock all white. They they just hang out.
2: Just hanging out. Nice. (laughs) They look like they're painters in that truck.
1: (laughs) That's the meat wagon. That's what they called it.
2: Oh hell! Okay.
1: (laughs) But man, the beginning of this match, Dax and Penta were beating the hell out of each other. Dax's chest was straight up bleeding, but yes, Penta was chopping this man (laughs) with no remorse. He like it was like there was like actual like visible like streaks like drops of blood coming down from his chest.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that was like a receipt or something because I know Dax. They seem to work like they're kind of stiff too. Yeah, I, Oof.
1: they're just laying it, looked it like in. It hurt. It looked like it hurt. <laughs> I
2: mean, it if, started awkward too. The match did. I felt like I think it was just
1: the, they trying to get their
2: footing or something. I don't know.
1: What what part did you think was awkward?
2: Just in the beginning that they uh, Luchabros tried to do this move where Phoenix had Pentagon and he kind of had him where he was had his legs wrapped around him and he picked him up. Oh, yeah. And then he was going to flip under, and then Splash Phoenix him. would land on him. Yeah. And it just took him a while to figure out what they were doing. And there was a part where they went to Irish whip each other, and it just didn't work out. It they, it was a shaky start with a solid finish. That's my point.
0: I see, yeah,
1: I could see that for sure. But at one point, um, FTR does a Doomsday uh, Bulldog, which was sick.
2: Yeah, love that.
1: It was after uh, Phoenix goes for Arana on cash, I believe it is. No, it was Dax. He went for the run on Cash and or Dax, and Dax says, no, uh. It ain't going to go down. So he grabs him like yeah, this was a lot of strength to catch him as he's going full momentum into the run and yes! back up and go for the DDT. It was Oof. nasty. I, I think, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody do a Bulldog DDT or uh Top Rope Bulldog or a Doomsday Bulldog. And we're like,
2: uh, Yeah, I don't think I have either. That's a pretty creative way to do that. I, I
1: thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else? Cash did a, a tope top DDT, which was something I never seen him do either,
0: ever. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. They don't do that. They don't do high flying shit like that much. Not high flying, but yeah, they don't dive. Or do any dives? That's for sure. But at the end, I know Dax uh, unmasked uh, Ray Phoenix. That's pretty much what caused the match. Yeah. So the f- the finish comes where Dax uh,
1: Phoenix is going for his tiger faint kick, the or like the where he does the tiger faint and comes back with the spin kick. He does it one time, tries to go for it a second time, but he has, uh Dax has it scouted the second time, pulls the mask off, hits him with the roll up for the win. I thought that was a really cool way to do it because it keeps Bro strong, but it shows yep. uh, FTR being a little bit of dastardly. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. But after the match, the Bucks attack Butcher in the Blade and a return. FTR's keys and Kenny brings out a cooler of <laughs> clearly Miller lights to the rig.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had like black tape over yeah. the Miller light. <laughs> <laughs> they, what
1: they should have done is just thrown an E for the light. Miller release.
2: Ah. Drink. Elite. Drink, drink. Elite.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a commercial waiting to happen. Where's the sponsorship? There you go. But FTR like. accepts the peace offering, you think, but then they open it and pour them on Kenny's head. And <laughs> uh, Kenny nerd. Is pissed.
2: He's pissed. He's like, going to pay good money for that beer.
1: <laughs> but the Bucks stop him from start starting the fight, and they basically just go their separate ways. FTR goes out, leaves the ring. Dax grabs the cooler and pours it on his head. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he needed that though after wrestling that match in the, the Florida Heat. Ooh. That probably felt real good.
2: <laughs> Two things. The truck didn't start when they tried to start. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then explain quick, if you can, what's up with the Christian as fuck shirt that the Bucks were wearing? They're, um, that's a I know you said it was uh, being the elite
1: yeah so basically the the Bucks are very Christian and that's some just something they said offhandly and then they turned it into a thing where it happens every week where he's like um, <laughs> what is it Matt he's like walking up to somebody doing something somebody offers him like a drink or something he's like how dare you you one of my best friends you think I would do that I would never I'm good because I'm Christian AF. Like, it, oh, it's stupid, but it's funny. And they, they.
2: I'm glad you explained that to me because I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's just
1: a, a gimmick they're doing. One of their BTE gimmicks that there's seven thousand T-shirts.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't want religion and and wrestling to mix, <laughs> unless it's a
1: gimmick. Yeah, they're doing it as a gimmick, just as a <laughs> joke gimmick where they have they have all those shirts. So, but yeah, they're leading to. I think Kenny. I don't know. I think FTR is going to be a key component in the breakup of Kenny and Hangman. It seems like
2: definitely because it seems like he's siding with them.
1: Yeah, we'll get more into it as the show goes on. But next, we had the Inner Circle come out and
2: Jericho starts talking
1: about the ratings, calls himself the Demo God,
2: <laughs> this is, this is so which is cool. ironic because he's saying like, what is it, eighteen to forty or eighteen, 18 to, to th- forty nine? When he's fifty, he's like he's not,
1: even, he's not fifty yet. Always forty nine. I hope he takes it, and where where he turns fifty, then he goes like, "Well, nobody cares what I think anymore." It's so blah blah blah, because <laughs> he's not the demo I, anymore. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what I was gonna say. That'd be great. Like, <laughs> I'm the demo god. I'm not even in that demo.
1: That'd, that'd be great. But man, <laughs> he's just talking, basically saying how everybody, even the network, wants to rematch between him and Cassidy. But it's not going to happen. And then they all pour orange juice on the mat, which just abusing this the mat on this segment on this show. Because before hey. they had the beer on the mat, then they pour yeah. orange juice on the mat, and then it gets a little bit more in a second, which we'll get to. But
2: a lot more.
1: Yeah. So basically, they said they're pouring <laughs> out the uh, the orange juice for Orange Cassidy's dead career. <laughs> Stupid. Which then leads to Orange Cassidy's music hit hitting. He enters from the crowd, gives him the thumbs up, and then the thumbs down from the Dave Batista Callahan
2: Callahan style.
1: (laughs) Dave Batista, Semi Callahan, whoever. (laughs) (laughs) But when he hits the thumbs down, gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons of orange juice spill from on top of the ring. Look at this just got slimed on Nickelodeon. But with yeah. orange juice and Jericho <laughs> is, is, is fuming. This is a $7,000 suit.
0: Gosh, <laughs> 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 you're going to get it.
1: And Ortiz selling the selling the orange juice by swimming in the rig, uh, the orange juice. <laughs> but-
2: I like this segment for sure. I just, I thought I was like, okay, because even at some point Santana was like, all right, man, get up. <laughs> <laughs> He was like overselling. He's like, all right, man, just, just get off. I thought it was hilarious. He's so, <laughs> I love it. He's over, so, oh, okay. yeah, i like everybody in this for sure. Yeah.
1: And then uh, the demo god asks for a towel and somebody from production throws him a towel, but he has the towel, the, the, like the, the side where the design is on a towel, He's he has it faced away from him. And he's wa- drying himself off, and it shows the camera that it's an orange Cassidy towel, and when he sees it, he loses his mind, and then he goes to commercials. It's so good, man. And then when commercial ads, Jericho's sitting at commentary drenched.
2: He's like, I'm all sticky, Jim Ross.
1: Oh, my God. That is so funny. It's so stupid, but it's so funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. And they had, like, orange peels in the juice or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, there you go. (laughs)
1: So the next match was the Elite versus Jurassic Express. And this match was a car crash, but it was so fun, man. I thought this was extremely fun
2: match. Yeah, this might've been my, I don't know, other than maybe the main event, but this is my favorite match. I think of the night.
1: It was awesome sure, oh. on a W Nick and jungle boy had a crazy exchange to start. They, I would love to see a singles between them at some point. They had like really cool chemistry and mm-hmm. Kenny and Marco had a really fun go back and forth too. Honestly, they had like, a- yeah. And it's weird. Cause then Kenny
2: was hitting that going cleaner, you Know he oh, he he was laying it in on Marco, too. <laughs> so it's like who's going heel, who's not, you know? It's weird because it's like Cody's showing he's going heel, exactly. Hangman's showing he's going with FTR, Omega's showing he's kind of heel. The,
1: the way they're the, it's it's really smart booking because it doesn't you don't know where it's going. I think that's smart because it's, re- it's really like the human aspect of it, it's not black and white. Like people make heelish moves sometimes and then sometimes they're just chilling. So, like, I, I can see that, I think it's really cool, but. At one point, I've never seen this before because, like, obviously it's Marco Stunt, but Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus grab Marco's hands, who's standing on the outside of the ring, and they pull him up, and he is flying through the air into a Hurricane Rana. It was a great dude. It was nuts.
2: Yeah, are you ta- are you talking about the one from the stage to the no, ring? No, 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 He was on the floor, and they
1: pulled him over the top rope from the floor into the ring, and he hits it, Rana
2: oh okay i see what you're saying yeah it was crazy. like how they do in their entrance basically yeah yeah. it was crazy
1: yeah and yeah, then sounds- <laughs> the craziest spot of the match well during during the match they show picture-in-picture type thing that ftr joins hangman at the bar and he pours him some whiskey but <laughs> next is the like the, the spot of the match they, i don't even know how to describe this so nick jackson's the ropes trying to hit like a tiaris on Luchasaurus with Luchasaurus slaps him. And then Jungle Boy launches Marco onto Luchasaurus's shoulders. And then Marco jumps from the shoulders and hits a destroyer on Nick who's standing on the ropes. And Nick ate it, dude. He, I swear he just wants to die by a destroyer because he took two disgusting to yeah, destroyers to the so row.
2: And if he saw did you see, uh Matt was like holding up Luchasaurus yeah. like he was a fucking ladder, <laughs> and then he just fell like for no reason. Which of course I didn't see. I wouldn't have seen any of it. D- great match. Yeah, not taking anything away from the match. A little bit too cooperative for me on that one there. Yeah, amazing that's, that's physically. Amazing to see. It's just a little bit too. I think they kind of
1: they they got into it too slow. I don't think they were set up for it when they went for it. So kind of like, like it didn't come across oh, as good.
2: But Yeah, you're probably right.
1: But still, he ate it on. Like, that that one, I think, was a nastier destroyer than the other one, the way he hit, because he looked like he hit hard on it.
2: Bro, you you lucky I could even get over the second rope. I'm not taking (laughs) anything away from him, but it was just a little bit too – everybody getting along too well for me, that's all.
1: I see what you're saying, for sure, for sure. But after that, (laughs) that's when Kenny kind of snaps, and he starts killing Marco. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he's beat the brakes off his little dude, ass. He
1: hits a nasty re trigger and then he killed. <laughs> we thought that, uh, that. Dude, I was dying. I'm sorry. I was
2: just dying <laughs> watching this. Like, he's beating the shit yeah, out of this was. child.
1: It, we thought that Phantom <laughs> Driver on Drake Maverick was nasty. This one wing angel, he killed him on it, dude. Yes. <laughs> and then after the match, immediately after the one, two, three, Kenny starts beating on him again. He <laughs> He, he starts laying into him, I
2: dude. I could watch him give a V trigger to Marco Stone <laughs> like over and over again. Dude,
1: Marco love was it. selling the hell of it too because he was he was deep. taking it, bro. Yeah, my hat goes off to him. Definitely. And then after after the match, Kenny's beating on him, and the Bucks pull him off, and he goes, "What? He tried to kill you?
2: <laughs> yeah, right. He's not wrong."
1: He's, and he just keeps saying, "What? It's just a match. It's just a match." But like the match is clearly over. But he's like, "It's just a match. It's just a match." And like he has that look in his eyes.
2: Yeah, he's gonna take the,
1: the he's, cleaner. He's, he's looking like the cleaner, and I, I they love were, it. So
2: that's what you said. I'm like, yeah, damn, he does.
1: I, I love it. If we get the cleaner in AEW, that's who should take the belt off Moxley. For sure. That'd be amazing. So next, Hikaru Shida cuts the promo saying she's ready for anybody, basically. She says that uh she seen she sees Nyla's going after the belt again, but bring it on basically. She's ready for whoever. And which leads to a um a John Moxie promo where he's basically saying he's seen the, the Taz promos, the technique by Taz saying he won't be able to hit the paradigm shift. Well he's just gonna rip his arm off. <laughs> he's go off, off. The uh surgically repaired bicep. And uh Moxie's wearing a Dav- Danny Havoc shirt here, rest in peace. Love yeah, that because that, that was uh apparently Danny Havoc drew a lot of Moxie's first logos, so they were pretty close. Oh wow. But that led into the uh the Nightmare Sisters, Brandy and Allie. They had a match against Kenzie Page and MJ Jenkins, and MJ Jenkins just recently got released from NXT, like right before oh. the whole massive or the whole like mass exodus of hmm. releases. So shout now out to MJ it's Jenkins. The Nightmare
2: Sisters versus the Jobber Sisters. Yeah,
1: basically, but it was a quick match. Allie won with the final cut, and they're they're just pushing this story. I'm think i not sure where it's going, but it's more like a dark storyline, and they they brought it on the TV. And Brandy looks a lot better in the ring than she was last time I saw her in the ring, so she's been trading. I would agree. But after that, we got another women's segment. There's like a a good amount of women's segments on the show, which is good, Mm -hmm. showcasing the division. Nyla Rose comes out and announces her new manager,
0: Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs>
1: you called this one Vicky Guerrero. She is Nyla Rose's new manager. She comes out yeah, and cuts a pretty good promo. I don't know if you caught this. Yeah, she didn't flip or, she didn't slip up or nothing. No, she was on it. I don't know if you caught this, so, but she basically she goes, "This is just like a promo to the women's locker room." She goes, "Stop lying about how great you are. You won't ever be smart enough to cheat to win." And now that I'm with her, Nyla oh, Rose wow. will steal all of your dreams. She threw she in the
2: lies, she cheats. she steals. Yeah,
1: she, she threw that in there. I like that. I like that. I a lot. love
2: that. I did not catch that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I love the the uh the Eddie references there. I love that, man. Yep. I, I think I'm very interested to see what they do with this pairing. I think it's interesting for sure. Mm-hmm next they announced what happens is all happening for next week but, but the thing that stood out to me most is diamante versus eva Lise. that's going to be sick diamante was a part of lax with santana and ortiz and eva Lise, she she can go man she was a big part of uh, lucha underground and i think that match is going to be a very good showcase match i don't know which way it's going to go cuz i'm not sh- i don't know i'm very excited for that though cuz they're both really good in the ring
2: is this the first uh, showing of either one on on AEW? I believe so. Ivelisa unless maybe said, on Dark.
1: Unless it was Dark or like one of the women's battle royales that they did. Okay. But next we got the main event: FTW World Champion Brian Cage. Who can stop the path of Cage <laughs> <laughs> against AEW World Champion
0: Deon Moxley? <laughs>
1: This is a really fun match, man. This is I think I love that all of Moxie's like main event matches are just brawls, ECW style, like all going balls to the wall. I love that they they do the uh playoff rule thing where they let they let like world championships have a little bit of leeway on the rules because it's gonna
2: yeah. be nobody yeah, wants exactly. to see
1: a DQ finish on a world title match.
2: No. And they were brawling all over the damn yeah, arena. Well, around the ring, they didn't go too far out. I think.
1: Yeah, but they they brought in a uh, a guardrail at one point. Oof. Cage is a German on Moxley on it. Looked like it hurt Oof. real bad. Had to. Had to hurt. And then he also hits a snap suplex onto a chair on Moxley. <laughs> also looked like it hurt real bad. <laughs> but but Moxley was really working on Cage's arm, like he said he was going to. Mm-hmm. And the finish comes when John Moxley just has a series of armbars. He's not letting go. He does like a Fujiwara. Then he goes, to like a, a cross arm breaker. And it's like a cross face type deal. And the whole time he's just looking at Taz flipping on the bird and, <laughs> at, and to avoid cage tapping, Taz throws in the towel. And I, I, I kind of expected to finish along these lines because I couldn't think of a way for them to keep Taz, uh, cage strong and have him lose. So I think this is the smartest way they could do this, honestly. And it makes yeah, sense. I didn't expect him
2: to do a submission thing. Yeah,
1: it, it, there's no, there's no way Cage can tap here. So I think it kind of shows Taz keeping his investment strong because no, he doesn't want the FTW world champion tapping out. He just gave him that belt, so it makes sense for sure. He doesn't
2: want him to run in a sloppy shop. Exactly,
1: he can't run a <laughs> sloppy shop. So Cage <laughs> get and, and Cage were still didn't look weak at all losing because immediately after <laughs> the bell rings, he gets up. Kills moxley and hits him with the FDW world yeah. championship. Yeah, and then the lights go out. Lights come on, and Darby Allen jumps off the, the ropes with the skateboard, kills Cage with it.
2: Hits him in the head. And
1: they they went New Jack style. They kept the, his uh, theme song playing while he's beating up Cage and going back and forth. Yeah. I
2: thought that's pretty <laughs> cool. Is he medically cleared? We don't know.
1: He don't care.
2: <laughs> he doesn't care.
1: But yeah, the show goes off the air with Darby and Moxley fist bumping. So I'm glad Darby Allen's back. He's one of the major stars in AEW. Glad he's returned yep, I know season. he had unfinished
2: business with uh Cage, yep. Cage and Taz.
1: So I I'm scared for Darby with that match with Cage, though. He's he's about to get thrown around like yeah. crazy.
2: <laughs> if that uh double or nothing scramble showed us anything, it's like he don't care. He he just gonna <laughs> he's just he's about to die. get thrown. He's it's, about to be medically uncleared again. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> it's gonna be. a very interesting to see where they see where they go with that for sure. Mm-hmm. So that was AEW this week. Fight for the Fallen it was a very fun show. Um, I think they these past three weeks of shows they've really done a good job of showcasing what they got going on, even through the pandemic. So I'm excited to see what they go next week. But let's hop into N- NXT. It opened up with the uh, Keith Lee hype package, hyping up the win last week of him becoming the double champ. And they saw little, like, interviews with all the challengers saying, like, I'm coming for Keith Lee next, I'm coming for Keith Lee next, blah, 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 blah. And that leads to an in-ring promo where he ends up calling out uh, Dino, Dominic Dajakovic to the ring and says that he couldn't think of a better first challenger than him because he's as much of a part of Keith Lee's story in NXT as anybody. So. Dijak accepts, and that match happens later in the night, which makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know. Kind of, I don't know if I liked that he was the first uh, challenger for it, but I can see why they would do it for sure. It makes sense storyline, like history-wise, but I don't know. It was just kind of a weird way to start his reign, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I, would, I definitely agree. It was too, I don't know, I don't want to say friendly. It wasn't too it was, friendly. It was, sure it was pretty friendly. Like, yeah, and I would rather I would rather him just come out and maybe congratulate him. Yeah. And then we maybe we get the Scarlet uh running that we see later on in the show. Yeah. Where she brings out the hourglass. But yeah, it was it was odd. Definitely. It was a little odd. odd. It was odd like a too sure. like I said about the the Jurassic Express match, it was just a little bit more too cooperative, it seemed like.
1: I could feel that for sure. it definitely kinda of came off interesting away way for him like his first defense is just something with no heat behind it at all just a fret like
2: right or maybe it, it I would have been happier if it was a non-title match
1: yeah that, that's that might have been better so yeah definitely yeah so next we get Cameron Grimes against Damian Priest something else they've been building for a while this is a very fun match man both of these guys are great in the ring uh it was kind of they had a good amount of time too like probably like 10 minutes I'd say around there Mm-hmm. but the finish was nasty. I've been saying from the start that, that Damian Priest should stop doing the crossroads, but if he does it this way, he can do it because it looked nasty. He does like a rope-hung crossroads, and he killed Karmes
2: on it. That Yeah, this was my favorite match of NXT for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely
1: same. I think,
2: he fucking hit him with a razor's edge on the apron. Oh, yeah. Woo. oh yeah. I
1: But like I said, I think if Priest keeps doing the crossroads at his finish, he should, he should have it set up that way. Because it looks so much yes. better. So much better.
2: Yes. And it's more it sets him apart like, uh, oh, isn't that Cody Rhodes' move, yeah. you know?
1: It looks way better for him this way. But yeah. And Cameron I,
2: Grimes is just so good. He's such a good heel. He's great, man. He's so good. I love it.
1: I can't wait for the time that he gets a title, either North American or NXT. That's gonna be great. I like his
2: intro music too. It's it's
0: oh, it's, uh, oh hey. yeah, it's Big
2: Show esque. Yeah. It's like Southern Big Show. Yeah, right straight up. So, next we
1: get another Thatch Thatch Can vignette. <laughs> He's just stretching <laughs> his students, basically, putting them in arm bars, <laughs> trying to break their legs, and just smiling about it. That's old school, baby. Yes, sir. Thatch Thatch Can. So, next we get Indy Hartwell against Shotzi Blackheart, which this match did not go the way I thought it was because Robert Stone comes to the ring, hits a distraction, and he comes out in a walking boot, which is pretty funny. Right. He, just, he distracts the ref while so Aaliyah can attack Shotzi, which leads to Indy Hartwell getting to win, which I could see. Sure. I, I, it it uh, progresses the story between Aaliyah and Shotzi, which is not something I expected them to do. But mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. It was a decent little segment.
2: But Yeah, and then I, I, I don't know if Robert Stone is going to be – is he going to recruit? Killian Dane do you think he's building up a staple or do you think he's just a joke
1: I think I think it's just a joke thing I don't know where they're going with it gotcha yeah but something I do know I like was this legato del fantasma uh, vignette this was really cool
2: yes it was it made them look yeah
1: it looked it made them look like just cool (laughs) they just they're just sitting around (laughs) hanging out drinking they they just look cool <laughs> simple as that
2: they spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool Ooh,
1: Carlito's coming back oh no
2: oh no. he's coming back from Puerto Rico
1: <laughs> but yeah I thought this was, was cool they're, the way they're building these guys are actually' it's actually it's interesting they like it's not very it's not similar to many WWE gimmicks so I think it's pretty like a cool way to make them stand out
2: I like it i I, it, I definitely think it's how FTR was when they were first in NXT like we just use fists no flips and they have that same type of attitude like luchador lucha wrestling has become a joke and it's just all high flying doesn't make any sense and we're the exception like we're the we're the future of yeah lucha libre bringing which back I love the uh,
1: respect to it I think it's pretty cool Yep So next we get the uh, Keith Lee Dijakovic match for both belts it was a great match back and forth of course but it's just I don't there's. It was just weird because you know Keith Lee isn't losing, so like of
2: course, I that's know. why I said like why put the belts on the line. Yeah, exactly. I know we've seen this match, you know, three or four times, and I'm not mad about it. It's like Murphy and Alistair Black. I know it's going to be a good match no matter what. It's just like why have the belts? Yeah, on the line because we know he's not going to lose. Them. I definitely
1: agree. But Keith Lee ended up winning with the Big Bang catastrophe, and the I think this match was just to have the segment after. I'm pretty sure it's which is. I don't feel like you should have a, t- a championship match just so you can have the seg- the little angle after. I feel like that should be something more important. But
2: right, Scarlet comes out and pours out like the remains of the hourglass that yeah, Keith which Lee I thought that was smashed. A
1: cool visual. I think that was cool.
2: But and then go
1: ahead. Yeah, it's just I don't know. She she pours out the hourglass and leaves, and then it leads to a diejack interview in the back where he's saying. Oh, Killer Cross is good, but he's no Keith Lee. Keith Lee's on a different plane right now, a different level. And then Cross just comes out and lays <laughs> lays this man, jack out, drops him on his head on some concrete. And that was it. So they're making Cross look like a monster, man. I don't, yeah. I really don't know the way this, like, it seems like they're going right directly into this feud with Cross and Lee, unless they do a cross die Yeah,
0: Dijak I
2: know that thing, setup man. of, right. It set up a match and it set up a match for next week that they announced that'll be Djokovic against Cross. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if they go and like a full feud there or if that match just leads to the match with Lee. I don't know. It just seems like yeah, they I kind don't know. Of, I'm just worried they're hot this thing with Cross too much.
2: I think if anything, what they should have done was take away the match. You don't need the match. He comes out, he congratulates Lee, blah 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 blah. You could put another match there in place of that one. Because even with the double belts, it seems like it should be a main event. And it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't. I'm not putting down what was the main event, but that should have been your main event. Yeah, keep that double belts
1: first defense. If it's, yeah, Yeah. it should be a big deal.
2: But then Djokovic comes out. He should just congratulate him. Then Scarlett comes out. Then we see the segment with him saying that Lee's on a different plane. He attacks him, sets up the match for next week. And then next week, they have the match, but Cross—I don't know—hurts him bad. You know, does yeah. something to him real bad. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see next week where they go with this, but it's kind of strange. So yes. next we get a uh, Timothy Thatcher match against Denzel Days or Net, which was cool because apparently Denzel's like a very—he has like a big uh, background in amateur wrestling. He was like a champion somewhere in some college. So it also they had a. <laughs> a cool thatcher Thatch can style match, and he, he kept up with the Thatcher for the most part, definitely.
2: Yeah, it was a squash match, but not too bad. Yeah,
1: it was just like a, a pure wrestling, like thatcher thatch can but Thatcher ended up winning with a single, like Boston Crab, making him yep. tap out, and then after the match, he just keeps baiting on him. He doesn't stop the attack, and then Oni Lurker comes out in jeans and makes the save. Yeah,
2: I love that. One of the things um, that... Cody, I'd like to hear what you have to say about this. When AEW was first starting up and it was Cody and the elite against inner circle. Yeah. And Cody pointed out like, this isn't WWE. I can jump over this rope and attack you. Yeah. Ever since then, I just don't know why. Maybe it's just cause I'm, I'm a freaking Mark, but I just never noticed that, <laughs> that, that like, there's like this invisible wall where they can't go after the guy. It's
1: very true. It,
2: and this is what ha- this is exactly what happened. Oni Lorcan like basically like
0: you get out
2: of this ring, chased him <laughs> out of the ring. He didn't really do anything to Timothy Thatcher, and then Thatcher gets out of the ring, and he's just like, "Yeah, you better stay out of here." And it's just like, why? Why wouldn't he just go after him? That's definitely I true. Understand? And it.
1: I, it's just a, a WWE. Uh, it's one of their policies, I guess, something that they do.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was just odd. It was one of those times where. Ever since he said that, I'm like, damn, they really do do that. They do that a lot. Yeah, they, I I
1: didn't really notice it as much until he says that, too. I for sure agree.
2: <laughs> I like Cody Larkin and, and Timothy Thatcher, but that's yeah, just... Yeah, for sure. WWE.
1: I definitely feel that. But the main event of this show, I thought was really good. Uh, Tegan Knox against Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. It was a pretty good back-and-forth match. Io ended up getting the advantage later in the match and winning with the moonsault, but... The mm-hmm. biggest thing out of this is as he walking away after the win, Dakota Kai kills her with a big boo. Like, she yeah. destroyed her with it.
2: She came in with the Street Fighter. Of, yeah. The...
1: <laughs> yeah, EO ate that boo for sure. There was no work in that one. She killed her Ooh. with
2: it. Yeah,
1: there might be a receipt for that one. So, there's, so I guess we're getting EO versus Dakota coming up, which that'll be a great match. I think that's going to be like a standout matchup for Dakota, I think. Because she, yeah, she, she's I'm more good, excited but, to see that. Yeah, definitely.
2: Because I feel like Io Shirai is more of a – she's more kind of a center baby face yeah, than she has heel, but Dakota Kai's full heel for sure. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully we don't get any outside interference from Raquel Gonzalez either.
1: She, hopefully she doesn't do what she did to um, Tegan on her debut and almost kill her. Do you remember that? Where she, yeah, right. <laughs> that takes the uh, – or it was like an Extreme Rules match or something. She chokes Sander off the top and like – gets smacked her head on the table. Yes. Exhaust. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah. She yeah she took a bad
1: bump. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see that match. I'm, I'm really big on Dakota Kai. She's, like, one of my favorites Same. in NXT on the women's draws here. So, I'm excited for that. Me, too. So, that was NXT for this week. So, let's go on to the ratings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the demo god, he went line. So... AEW drew seven hundred and eighty-eight thousand viewers, as compared to NXT six hundred thirty-one thousand. Oof! And not only did they have a big advantage in the uh, overall viewership, in the over in the uh, all-important eighteen to forty-nine demo that Chris Jericho is claiming himself the god of. <laughs> Nick Gage is the god of this shit. Well, Chris Jericho's the god of the demos. <laughs> <laughs> nxt was 49th <laughs> in the demo Ooh, aew was fifth <laughs> Ooh, that's a quite a spanking that's crazy so chris jericho wasn't lying he, he, they're ruling that demo for sure it's just interesting because eight nxt won two weeks in a row and then they come back and get like obliterated basically yeah but it was Which weird because, like, even when NXT was losing or AEW was losing, they were still winning the demo. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I like I like going over the ratings for sure. We, I mean, the fans, we really win in the end. Anyways. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, both those are fun. good That's all that matters. To
2: competition. Me. Yeah, exactly. But it is fun to look at the numbers. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Another little thing. It's because it. WWE is just this fucking monster. Even if it's there, and I like NXT. More than Raw or SmackDown, yeah. But it's the third, it's the it's the bronze medal of the three. Yeah, for sure. As far as how WWE WWE looks at it, it, but it's still WWE, and to to beat them in the fucking ratings like that—that's crazy. For sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, man, it's awesome. So (laughs) basically, we go we went back to I think 2016 this week for the throwback show. Joey Janela's spring break. It man, what a fun show!
2: <laughs> this was uh, this was WrestleMania weekend, yeah, right?
1: WrestleMania weekend every year. They've yep. or for, since this one, they've done one every WrestleMania weekend besides this
2: year, obviously, because okay, of the pandemic. So yeah, the show this was, opens. <laughs> uh, this was your idea for this one. Yeah. I, I was very pleasantly surprised because I didn't know what to expect
0: for sure.
1: It's a crazy show. That, a crazy show in many ways.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So it opens up with a little vignette explaining. or not really explaining. It's just a vignette of Joey trying to get people to give him money because he wants to wrestle Marty Jannetty. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's nobody's having it. So he goes to a store and buys a magic lantern and he rubs the lantern <laughs> and Scott Hall comes out of the lantern. In grand hey story, Janela Three Wishes. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's like I don't remember what the first one was the first two were just like some stupid things he thought off the top of his head right? and Scott Hall's like hey you only get one more what do you really want and then Tony gets all serious
2: I want to wrestle Marty Jannetty <laughs> so weird so random it's really so
1: random <laughs> it's insane so the first matches on the show is KTB
0: Beast 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 Beast,
1: Beast. 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 Against the draw, hashtag the draw. Sammy Callahan, thumbs up, thumbs
2: down. Man, what is okay? So what's what did the what the fuck does that mean?
1: I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a thing.
2: Because I'm just like I, I I mentioned this like the thumbs up, thumbs down. It's like okay, what maybe something happened like the like you mentioned the Batista thing. Yeah, like he's like yeah, good. And then he does the thumbs down, and then they dropped. Or beat the shit on yep. Triple H. I don't
1: know if something Orton. happened. Because he had uh, Orton on his shoulder. Or
2: Orton. You're, that's right. That's right.
1: And then but that's when L Evolution turned on Orton, made him the big baby face.
2: Maybe it was when he hit Eddie Edwards in the face with a bat. Almost we'll broke his eye out, popped his eye out. <laughs> he said, bat up, bat down.
1: Eye in, eye out. <laughs> Ooh,
2: yeah.
1: But you have it. They had Sammy Callahan go against KTB to start the show. And this match was a great way to start because they started out hot. The first mm-hmm. thing that happens is well, while, while KTB is making his entrance, Sammy does die before he even gets to the ring. Yeah, they brawl around the ringside. side. Uh, they going through the barricade, going through doors, going through all that, and it was just awesome.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were all over the place. I, I really enjoyed this match.
1: Yeah, definitely. Sammy ended up getting the win. He hits the uh, his classic liar bomb into the stretch muffler. I love the stretch muffler. <laughs> that move's so sick. It's one of my favorite <laughs> submissions. But, yeah, Sammy puts KTB over big after the match saying, like, if you don't know who Kyle the Beast is, now you do.
2: Right. And it's weird. We just saw him, what, a month ago? Yeah, a month ago, putting on a great match. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a big KTB fan. He's a good dude. He's definitely one of, my, one of the, the uh, standouts for GCW. He's been at GCW from the start. Well, I sh- we should have mentioned, this is GCW's Joey Janela Spring Break. So, so it's a GCW Correct. show, but Joey Janela booked it, basically. Yeah. Somebody else we were just speaking about, we got Braxton Sutter, a.k.a. Pepper Parks, a.k.a. The Blade. And he had <laughs> Allie in his corner against Andy Williams, a.k.a. The Butcher, with Penelope Ford, his, and not even in his corner. They were, it was a tag team match. So <laughs> they both come. They all come out to the ring. Andy Williams is looking jacked because he does. He's not in his blade gimmick yet, so he's just wearing like a cut off hate breed shirt or something.
2: Yeah, metallic
1: shirt. Metallic shirt. That's what it was. Yeah. And Ali starts cutting a promo. She's <laughs> trying to bury Andy, basically. Seeing so like, "You're you're green. You're a jobber. Nobody knows who you are. Not even a wrestler." And <laughs> and he kills her with a lariat to start. Yeah, just fucking her. So so Braxton kills Penelope with a super kick and that's when the match starts basically.
2: Penelope didn't even she looked like 10 years younger in this. Yeah, this is, she would she I don't think she had
1: wrestled much at all here. She is mm. like watching this match it's crazy how much she's improved.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean in general just seeing everybody in this match like yeah, where they are now in AEW, and they're all they're all in AEW. A lot of the wrestlers on this card ended up in AEW yeah, or definitely. Impact or something. But it's definitely, yeah, this was uh, this was an okay match. It was, okay, but it was all yeah. right. Yeah, it was a
1: showcase match for sure. Just a fun little highlight was the together. beginning.
2: Yeah, it was the highlight was the beginning where the girls took the bumps for sure. Yeah, I think.
1: definitely. But the, the finish, or Braxton ends up putting, gets put through a door by Andy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then the finish comes where uh, there's a chokeslam from Andy on Alley, I think it is. And then uh, Penelope gets an assisted moonsault from Andy for the mm-hmm. win, which was, was yep. a fun match. But yeah, one of the highlights of this show for me is next The Last of a Dying Breed. The Mad King, Eddie Kingston, against the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont for the GCW heavyweight title. Man, they were beating <laughs> the hell out of each other.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> Matt Tremont, I've I've seen a couple of his matches. I wasn't I've never been too big on him, but he worked from the bottom damn near this whole match. Yeah. Eddie Kingston pretty much just beat the hell out of him. You know, he got color and He's digging yeah, Kingston through.
1: was de- digging into his head with a fork.
2: Yeah, with a fork, like Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: he was leaking too. He was bleeding
2: pretty bad. Yeah, he in the mat long, and yeah. the rest of the oh, show. Oh yeah, he definitely
1: did. But Tremont ends up coming coming back and hitting the Death Valley Driver through the door for the win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which was this match was awesome. I just I love like I just love Eddie Kingston. One of my favorite wrestlers yeah, I do too. ever. <laughs> I really
2: do
1: too. I, I'm man. If this man answers Cody Rhodes' challenge for the TNT title. I'm marking out. I need that to have He's got a so scathing bad. promo. He should. Oh, yeah, he had oh, he if they have Eddie Kingston on AEW TV and he doesn't cut a promo, I'll be pissed. One of the best yeah. talkers of the past. Didn't 10 years.
2: didn't Cody Rhodes come back and he was like, Who's this? I'm like, what the fuck? Nah, he was like, um
1: somebody says said Cody uh tweeted at Cody, uh Eddie Kingston is one of the best talkers in the world, blah 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 blah. he goes, is he? like being the heel like right like i know that he's heard of him for sure i just didn't know he's just working i think i don't think he was being serious but uh, man i want that so bad i want kingston AEW. i just want that to happen
2: (laughs) we'll see they haven't announced anything for him this week so
1: maybe i think it's gonna be warhorse
2: ah okay
1: i think it's gonna be warhorse it's gonna be if it is warhorse It'll rule ass. That's what Warhorse is giving. <laughs> War Horse rules ass. That's his whole thing. So next we had the uh, clusterfuck. Is what they called it. The Royal Rumble type gimmick, and <laughs> this was just a lot happens here, man.
2: It's, a lot happens <laughs> here. Yeah. What's in? Let's go over the names real quick. This is. We'll talk about the in between, but here's the list of everybody that was in the match. Uh, Fakeade. Facade. Am I saying that right? Facade. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. actually made
1: that joke on Twitter or on the on the commentary. He's like, yeah, well, maybe that's why if you if you if you uh, just see the way it's spelled out, you would think it's Alex Shelley because his Twitter is uh, fake, f- fake Kincaid or something like that. <laughs> but it's oh, OK. Yeah, but it's facade.
2: We got facade who these guys might because they're all real young. So yeah, let me know if they go by a new name now that I don't know. Facade still facade. Okay, then we got Flip Gordon. Yep. Of course, John Silver, who's in Dark Order. Dark Order. John it's... Silver
1: looked good here too. He looked really good. He here. did.
2: Uh, Veda Scott. Yep. Brian Idol. Not too familiar with him. Me either. Crazy Boy. I have no idea who Crazy Boy was, but he had me dying. I don't know. <laughs> he was cr- he was crazy. Uh, here's some go- here's somebody that stuck out stuck out to me. Uh, Jervis Cotton, the nicest
1: man on earth. Jervis rules, man.
2: He went around tickling everybody, so there's that. Then we have The Invisible Man, yes, Jim sir. Cornette's favorite. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd. A different boy. Great. Love Jimmy Lloyd. Eric Cannon. Eric Cannon rules. Glacier.
1: Glacier, yes, Glacier.
2: <laughs> Dink. D- yep, Dink the Clown. Dink made an appearance. Ethan Page. Yep. it's great. And, and uh, e- yeah, that was it. Ethan Page was the final entry, yeah.
1: Yep. So, man, where do we start? <laughs> So much happens in this match. Facade at one point hits a crazy springboard 450 to the outside.
2: Right, (laughs) this was Royal Rumble rules, right? Like a thrown over the top rope, or is a pinfall? It was pinfall, pinfall elimination. Yeah, Yeah.
1: pinfall elimination, but it was like a Royal Rumble entrance type gimmick. So like when they would come out as a with a countdown. Uh, So much happens in this match. Invisible Man enters and clears house. He takes everybody out everybody's hit taking uh <laughs> they're just getting destroyed DDTs, invisible just yeah everything he's over invisible man was very over but uh <laughs> invisible man come, or jimmy lloyd comes out and hits a nasty penta driver on who was it crazy boy i think so and he gets the the uh first elimination <laughs> then Eric cannon came out starts drinking pbr <laughs> Which he shares one with John Silver, and then stunts Stone Cold, stunners him, and then gets the pin <laughs> on Silver.
2: Yeah, Eric Cannon, he was fucking working stiff with oh, somebody. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. He
1: was working stiff. Might have
2: been Veda Scott.
1: Yeah. 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 He's beating the hell out of her. And he was hitting some nasty, uh, he hit like a, I don't know what they call it. It was, like, it was like a brain buster sort of, but he spun into it after bouncing their legs off the ropes. It was yes.
2: nasty. Yes. <laughs> that was great. That was great. It was sick. Then we had Dink come out, and he uh, he came out, and then he left.
1: He didn't. He literally <laughs> didn't do anything. He came to the ring, <laughs> like pointed at his butt, and then left. It was real weird, he man. He pointed
2: at his butt. He did. That's what he did. <laughs> didn't somebody hit him or punch him? I don't I thought he, he bit, took a bump. He bit Veda Scott's butt, I think. That's right. And yeah.
1: That's all he did. Then he left.
2: And that was it, so... He eliminated himself, Dink out. He didn't
1: even eliminate himself. He just left, went to the back.
2: Yeah, he ain't going over the top rope.
1: He I just mean... left. <laughs> I don't know, man.
2: So then we had Glacier come out, and this was fucking great. So then Glacier and um, was it? So we started. They started playing Mortal Kombat. Oh, theme that that, songs. that was
1: after because that was it. Was the la- the last two was Glacier and Ethan Page, and that's when that happened.
2: Wait. No, Jimmy Lloyd was... Oh, uh, no, the
1: last three was Ethan Page, Glacier, and uh, Jimmy Lloyd.
2: Yeah. But before... So they start playing Mortal Kombat and, like, lasers are yeah. going off and shit. And uh, <laughs> um, it was just so good. It was awesome. Yeah. I love that part.
1: Ethan Page has so much charisma, man. He, he rules.
2: Yeah, Ethan Page was, like, doing the, like, kind of the standstill pose. Yeah. Like, they used to do in the Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Kombat games. It was, it was, it
1: was so really, sick. It was funny. And uh, before that, either Page has a little bit of a brawl with the Invisible Man, and he hits him with the Spinning Dwayne, which is he is a spinning urinagi. That's what he calls it because it's the rock bottom. Yeah, but he t- and
2: he he eliminates the Invisible Man.
1: He takes the Invisible Man, puts him on his shoulders, and hits him with the Rager's Edge over the top onto everybody on the floor. Crazy.
2: That was it. He's hardcore. So long. <laughs>
1: But yeah, the final three comes down to Jimmy Lloyd, Ethan Page and Glacier. Ethan Page ends up rolling up Glacier.
0: <laughs>
1: and then Jimmy Lloyd is the final two with Ethan Page and Ethan and his two big friends, I don't know who they were, but they were big and built. They were they were big boys. Uh, big boys. They were killing Jimmy Lloyd, but one of them goes for a dive on the outside and misses and takes out the other one. And that gives Jimmy Lloyd yeah. the uh chance to get the win. He hits
2: Ethan Page with the crunchy.
1: And the different boy Jimmy Lloyd is the winner.
2: Yeah, I would have been fine with just these two wrestling because Jimmy Lloyd was the like he was the underdog. It seemed like yeah, and he ended up winning. And it was awesome. This match was cool. they went nuts. They popped for him.
1: Yeah, I love Jimmy Lloyd. Dude rules. He's such a weird looking guy, but he can go.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Next
1: is what what easily the match of the show. Hundred percent. Leo Rush versus Keith Lee. Man,
2: <laughs> this blew me away for sure.
1: So good, like
2: they missed the opportunity with this shit in NXT. Or I
1: don't know how they didn't do this match in NXT when I was—I missed opportunity. I don't for know sure. if they both were
2: in it. Were they yeah. both in NXT at the same time?
1: Because uh, Leo was the NXT Cruiserweight Champion for a little bit when they brought the title back in NXT.
2: That's right. Okay. So
1: they could have done it. They could have found a way to do it. That's true. Because yeah. Leo Rush was, was most recently on NXT before he got released. Yep. So I don't know. This match was nuts.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was great, uh, Keith. It it went it, most of the time. It went this, the way you know you would think it would. Keith Lee was kind of just manhandling Leo Rush, but eventually Leo Rush got the upper hand and started working working his way back up. And he literally picked this man up on his shoulders. Nuts. That's there's like a two
1: hundred plus pound weight difference there
2: at least. And it just yeah. I didn't think it was possible, and he, and he did it. it.
1: And then Leo Russ hits the uh, triple frog splash, the man of the hour. His frog splash is yep. beautiful.
2: Yeah, it is. He hit it from uh, three, every, oh, three posts, yeah. three different posts. The three-post massacre. And that's how he won. He won the fucking
0: match.
1: I, I loved it. Such a good match, man. It yeah. was great. You know what's crazy? I did not expect him to win. I, I don't know if you heard this, but at this point, Leo Russ had only been wrestling for two years.
2: Damn. Because <laughs> I first saw him in Ring of Honor? He did CZW
1: and Ring of Honor for a little
2: bit, but this was like two years. Apparently,
1: he had only been wrestling for two years at this point.
2: Wow. Crazy. That says a lot. Look at where Keith Lee's at now.
1: Yeah. Double champ.
2: Apparently, that was his second loss of that night. Yeah, he he lost at Evolve. Evolve. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man. So, next, (laughs) we get (laughs) Joey Janela against Marty (laughs) Jannetty. And, man... This should have been the the main event right here. Like this was something. <laughs> <laughs> this was something. Commentary said Marty Gennetti's on a bunch of drugs and alcohol. Said he's drunk and he- <laughs> I don't I I
2: believe it because he was acting like it. He was acting a very odd. Yeah. He was acting real odd. <laughs> He was doing the thing that like Titus O'Neil does. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah, he was doing that shit. I don't know if it, he was uh, a college, to college in Florida. I don't know. I don't know. Is that Wait, is that, that it. was Florida. That's a Florida I thing, th- right? I
1: think it is. I don't know. It's Georgia or something somewhere around there.
2: That might be a Mud Dog thing. Yeah, I don't know. Or Mud Dog is that a real one or is that just from Water Boy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend like I know sports other than wrestling and hockey, but. <laughs> He was doing that shit, he and like he was doing times. all kind of other. He was, he was doing all. He wouldn't go beyond the first rope either.
1: Yeah, looking like, weird, dude. He was just being really weird. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> he fucking uh, Joey Janela did something like he got suplexed on a chair. or He did something onto a chair. It was that looked rough. Yeah,
1: I don't know why you would take that from Marty Janetti, especially in the state that apparently all the commentary and everybody was saying he was in. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, that's probably why I haven't seen him wrestle since, maybe. Yeah, he (laughs) (laughs) at one point.
1: (laughs) So I don't know if you know this, but did you notice every time there was a ref bump, the crowd started popping and looking towards the entrance ramp? Yes. So before this show, they advertised that Earl Heppner was going to come out during your ref bump.
2: (laughs) Right. So Joey Janela starts just pretty much. Doing different moves to every referee that comes out, like a yeah, whole referee yeah. brigade. Yeah, there's like six. The Ref, ref World out. Order comes out. The Ref World Order. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he keeps doing it until until Earl finally comes out.
2: <laughs> yeah, Earl Hebner comes out and he uh, he gets into a shoving match, uh, shoving match with Joey Janela. because the crowd started turning on Janela, even though it was like his show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. They were just they're just buying in.
2: Yeah, I love it.
1: So funny, man. And then <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. But some so somebody comes to the rig in a mask, and it's clearly Virgil.
2: <laughs> right, right. That's what I was like, because people were kind of cheering, but then he takes the mask off and then everyone's like, Oh, it's Virgil. Like, how did you not know? I knew Virgil. it was him right away. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know why Virgil came out. <laughs> I don't know either. But it was That's the only booking he got.
1: Hey, I'll take a virtual appearance anytime I can get it. S- Soul, Soul Train, Train Jones. Jones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Janetti hits a terrible destroyer.
2: Terrible. <laughs> Barely got it. Despicable. I mean, Janella did all the work there. Yeah.
1: It was literally like uh, Janella picked him up for an air raid crash and did a backflip. <laughs> That's what it looked like.
2: It was so bad. It was really bad. I was like, I'm like, I'm surprised he got that far. It was funny. It was really funny. Yeah, Janela put him over.
1: No, Joey went to the super kick.
2: No, no, I know, but I mean like by doing oh, that. Put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's putting him over by like allowing him to do that yeah, to him and it, pretty much doing all the fucking work. He
1: literally did all the work. It was hilarious. But yeah, Joey Janela ends up winning with a super kick. Of course. <laughs> But yeah, it ex- that was that happened, and then they cut a promo, and Joey cuts a promo, and then he gives the mic to Jannetty, and Janetti just has the most inaudible promo I've ever heard. He's not saying a damn. Ever,
2: thing. like I literally turned this shit up so loud, I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Even
1: Excalibur commentary said, uh, so this was streamed on Flow Slam, which is something that doesn't exist anymore. But he said, Flow Slam, Flow Slam production, quickly working to get the subtitles up. <laughs> Dude, he was in genetic the whole match. It was so
2: funny. Did we ever find out what he said? Like what? Maybe they just cut the mic when he they gave it to him. I thought that was so funny. Excalibur openly buried.
1: <laughs> he said flow slam production quickly working to get the subtitles up.
2: <laughs> yeah. He Excalibur when you when I hear him in PWG and on this, this type of stuff, it's like I have a little bit more of uh respect for the Commentator that wears a mask, you know,
1: he's just unhinged here, he just doesn't care. Yeah, he just don't give a shit here. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny.
2: Yeah, his way he's more way entertaining here in PWG than he is in AEW. Yeah, he,
1: had, he has to be more of like a TV commentator in AEW, but yeah, he, but he, does, he does drop some lines in AEW still. Like, he'll make fun of he like, does, JR on commentary, like,
2: openly. It's,
0: yes. it's funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, this and is,
2: Jericho is always giving it to him, yeah, too. I love that.
1: So, next we get the main event, which is Matt
2: Riddle. Against Dan Severn, <laughs> yep. I'm not. A, I'm here for it for sure. I, I'm about both guys. Yeah, definitely. But um, Dan Severn's theme is match, so sick. Was okay. yeah, match was okay. Yeah, the match was okay. Before the match,
1: <laughs> Severn cuts a promo. He goes, "So I hear you're gonna kick my ass. Well, here I am."
0: <laughs> Damn,
2: bro! Dan Severn is everyone's stepdad. Yeah, but he, but he's a shooter. He can still go he here, for like sure, a hundred percent. He beat the fuck out of everybody in that fucking in that arena. Yeah, for
1: sure. But it was a, it was a decent match. Catches to catch to get can style.
0: This yep. this would
1: fit more in like a blood sport than uh made event of a uh, spring break. I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Way more fitting for that. What? Why did David Starr come out with Matt Riddle? Who knows, man? Even the even the commentators were like confused. Like, why is why is he out here? Well, he
1: ain't coming out anywhere anymore.
2: Ooh, he might be. Yeah, <laughs> he don't exist <laughs> he, no more. He ain't coming out. He gives. Yeah, he ain't coming out of the grave either. <laughs> yeah,
1: he buried himself on that one. Definitely good riddance.
2: So long, <laughs> piece of shit.
1: But Matt Riddle what? ends up making Dan Severn tap with the Bro Mission, which
2: crazy. <laughs> that's a that's a I mean that's a title in itself. Yeah, making it's it Dan that you... Sever
1: or making Dan
2: Severn tap. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even if it was a fucking, you know, a pro wrestling match. Yeah, exactly. To say that you worked with Dan Severns I'm sure most MMA guys, it's a dream for them. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, yeah, that was, it was interesting, man. Very fun show. <laughs> yep. I'm glad we watched it, especially for that yeah, me uh, too. Keith Lee and Leo Rush match, for sure.
2: Yeah, that was worth it alone right there.
1: So, <laughs> speaking of worth it alone, I don't know how worth it is going to be. Some of it, at least. But. Let's stop into the uh, predictions for Extreme Rules, the Horror Show, real quick. I'll start. Uh, let's just start from the bottom and work our way to the top. So, the tag team smack, smack team, SmackDown tag team titles. We got the New Day, New Day, which are the champions against Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro in a table match. Um,
2: I th- who you got here? Ah. Uh, I'm gonna say I have no idea and I'm gonna say Cesaro and Shinsuke.
1: I was leaning towards that too, I think. I think we get I think we get new tag champs for SmackDown right here.
2: Cuz I feel like and I haven't watched SmackDown in years. <laughs> but I feel like New Days had the belts for a long time. I could be wrong.
1: I think they win it up. At- Money in the Bank? Or was it before... It was a SmackDown before Money in the Bank or something like that.
2: Yeah, because I don't think they wrestled that Money in the Bank. No, they did, but they won. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: So, I I think we're... I'm going for Shinsuke and Cesaro, too, here. Yeah. Uh, Apollo Crews against MVP for the uh, U.S. title.
2: I'm going to say Apollo retains. I just don't see... MVP winning it, and then he's the manager, and he's got the belt. That doesn't make any sense. I just, I
1: think that'd be kind of funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think if they did do that, I think Lashley eventually turns and is like, "Wait a minute."
1: Yeah, and I don't think you have the belt. I don't think we need Lashley as a face. He needs to stay as a heel. Yes. So I'm saying a pot over tans here, also. All right, here comes the big one. Oh. Eye for an eye. Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins.
2: Is Ray Mysterio's contract up or something?
1: I I believe his contract has been up and he's been working with no contract.
2: Okay. I will say Seth wins.
1: I'm kind of leaning that way too because I think it's just a way to write way off television.
2: Yeah, and I don't see yeah, I I see Seth Rollins being there every week. I don't see Ray Mysterio coming back and working on a, a Seth Rollins schedule basically right now. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I got a little prop bet for you on this one. Do they kayfabe the eye being taken out, or do they do they do like CGI?
2: Oh fuck! I don't think it's gonna. Sh- I don't think they're gonna show. Ah oh, fuck! I don't know, man. I'm, I wouldn't have guess to- they threw guys
1: off of. A, I'm oh, going fucking- CGI. Give me a CGI <laughs> eye pulling. Give CGI. It to me. Yes, give it to like me. a
2: CGI.
1: CGI. Get exactly. It?
2: Okay. Oh wow. Um. I'm gonna say say like pretty much what happened when he hit his head against the stairs. Okay. When he originally took the eye. Yeah. I think it'll be one of those where like grabs the face, like, oh no. All right. I I could see that. But I could see them like, oh, look at the eye. Exactly.
1: It's like a fake eyeball. I, I think ah, yeah.
2: I'm going CGI. Hmm. I'm gonna go CGI too. All because right. I could see them, but but not let's say a prop eye, not like a fucking special effects eye, like a actual like a fake eyeball.
1: Yeah, but I think they they yeah. they do a way where they like computer edit like him actually pulling it out somehow. I th- I think I think that's going really <laughs> to go on with it.
2: I really hope not. I don't Please, know. Ray Mysterio, I, I, don't do this. I hope
1: they do just because I want to see it be a laugh at it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why Ray? Why?
1: So yeah, I think I think that's what it's going to be. So next, we got Bailey, who's the champion, against Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Winners Championship. Who you got?
2: Bailey retains. Yeah,
1: Bailey ain't losing that belt until it's a Sasha. Bailey. Bailey's keeping that belt until she fights Sasha for it for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, speaking of Sasha, Rob Women's Championship. Sasha Banks against the champion, Asuka.
2: This has been the year of the double belts.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Sasha wins. All right. I think nobody's ready for Asuka.
2: Oh, you're gonna you say Oscar? Yeah, gonna win? Okay.
1: All right. We got the uh the swamp fight, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, non title match.
0: Hmm.
2: See there's two things. It's non title, yeah. Right. So I would say maybe Bray could win that, but it's also not the fiend. Yes, yeah. It's like the Pee Wee Herman, Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt. So I'm gonna say Braun wins.
1: I definitely could see that too. I don't know, man. I think I
2: can see that going either way, though. But I'm gonna say Braun.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's go for the main event: Drew McIntyre against Dolph Ziggler in a uh, the stipulation is to be determined. And I have another prop bet for you mm. on that, but it's for the WWE Championship. What do you think will be the, the stipulation?
2: I'm going to say the stipulation will be a cage match maybe
0: cage match unless okay.
2: they're yeah i'm trying to think like what else it could be is there something that like you know is it a handicap match maybe but that wouldn't make yeah. sense because win the bell now it's a cage match okay. i'm just gonna go guess i say cage match
1: for sure i could see that definitely
2: or like a, a no holds bar or something like that
1: i'm, th- I'm gonna go a-, a finisher's not allowed stipulation.
2: Finisher's not allowed?
1: Yeah, because Dolph's picking mm. the stipulation, so he's going to be like, all right, stipulation is you can't use a Claymore.
2: Mm, okay. I could see that. That's good.
1: That's what I'm going with.
2: Oh, yeah. I'll say cage match. All right, cage point. match. Well, But I can see yours, too.
1: Regardless, Drew's winning, no matter what. <laughs> oh, for
2: sure. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a great match, though. Definitely.
2: But, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so That's, that's it. That's the horror shows. That's a the Swamp show. eyeball swamps and eyeballs swamps and eyeballs <laughs> <laughs>
1: and there's, i'm sure there'll be some ninjas on the show somewhere too
2: oh i hope not please <laughs> only icp ninjas that's all i want to see
1: but yeah that's it so uh with that being said we'll be back with a little bit of an extreme rules review probably more than likely but that being said that's how we got so where can everybody find you on social media
2: X-N-A-B-X-219, that's on Instagram. And I'm at Fat X Tony on Twitter. How about you? And I am at Burning Hammered on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And my band is at Karma, K-H-A-R-M-A, M-W-H-C on Twitter and Instagram. And the Go Home Show, you can find on Twitter and Instagram. Wait, no. Pause that. Rewind. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at the Go Home Pod and on Instagram, at GoHomePod.
2: And what
1: else? And Facebook. Oh, yeah, I do. I did just make a Facebook. <laughs> You're right. The Go Home Show on Facebook. It's at uh, Facebook.com backslash the Go Home Show. So find us on there. I forgot You're I made that. Right. <laughs>
2: Good point. That's all right. That's all you, baby. <laughs> well, that being said, uh, you got anything else for him? That's it. I'll see you on the other side of the horror show.
1: All right. We'll talk to you after, your, after the horror show. Hopefully, Ray Mysterio keeps his eyes, but I don't think he's going to. Nope. <laughs> um, Pop it out. With that being said, take care of yourself. Wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. And it's time to go home. Yes,
2: sir.